2: Hello everybody, it's your bandana-wearing, Hadouken-wielding wizard, Holden McNeely. And it's me, your robot-faced guy
1: in a detective coat. Uh, I'm a grappler. Also, my taunts weird. <laughs> Put- we, I'm a reference to an anime no one's heard of. <laughs> Kids, put
2: quarters in me. Jake Young is joining us today in the studio to talk about Street Fighter for yet another hour plus. Oh my
1: God. It's Listen, there's only 1,700 games we can do.
2: All, all we did last week, all we did last week, Jake, was Street Fighter 1 mm-hmm. and Street Fighter 2. That's it. We I mean, did- to be fair though, Street Fighter 2 did go on for many years and have several different versions. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Uh, it was. So now we're going to be doing just a whole hour on Pocket Fighter. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Okay. SNK versus Capcom SVC chaos. Hell yeah. There is a stupid amount of stuff to cover this episode. And so in order to do so, I will say we're probably not going to cover much on the crossover games. I think um, Mm -hmm. Tekken X Street Fighter or Tekken Cross Street Fighter, whatever it is. Uh, stuff like that. Marvel Capcom will probably have its own episode. That'll The Tekken cross Street Fighter will probably be covered in a Tekken episode at some point when we do that. Also, not going to cover a ton of shit from the FGC. But we will but what do about- one thing. We will do one thing. We will talk about one one moment. Rare footage of Digo actually angry. The 37th moment to be exact. Just as turtle style.
1: Looks like a standard match. This Daigo guy's got to get his ass kicked. But that's fine. One aggressive, one turtle style. Oh man, this Daigo idiot's on like a magic pixel of
2: hell. What? No! What? The fucking room goes bananas.
1: That was that was an ultimate attack. What
2: did he do that? Diago with a full parry. Third combo with a combo and win. Evolution 2004. It's
1: just a bunch of people in like a convention room like they're not even on a stage It is the
2: greatest thing ever it rejuvenated 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 It rejuvenated the fighting game scene it is it is moment 37 of course if you haven't seen it before immediately look up that video we will be covering that for sure later in this episode but how do we get there well to get there first of all we have to go over how the scene, how Street Fighter sort of became the, the most fighting, uh, uh, popular fighting game ever, in a, in a way, uh, uh, a legacy that sort of died a <laughs> little bit and, and became less popular, and then just keeps coming back. It's the comeback kid, Street Fighter. It's amazing to see the... The process and we're gonna we're gonna get into it well, here last episode we covered Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2 this episode we're covering the rest of the series oh that's a lot it's a lot of shit Jake I wanted to try to get through at least uh Street Fighter Alpha in the last episode but we didn't have time it's well here's the thing like oh this the Street Fighter's the comeback kid like you know
1: when you think they're down it still comes back you got to realize that during the 90s and early 2000s they were not the comeback kid they were the Keep coming and coming and coming yes. and coming and coming and
2: coming, kid. Bit, bit of an overload there. Bit of an overload. So, so. Hey, you kids like fighting games? Yes. Well, here's a million fighting games. Let's talk about the anime version of Street Fighter first. Street um, Fighter Alpha. You also. saw chun titties. Yes. You
1: saw, that's there. That's, ta-da. That's,
2: that's, there it is. I did it. Done. Known as Street Fighter Zero in Japan, it, inspi- it was inspired by Street Fighter II, the animated movie, which we'll actually get to, I think, later as well. I wanted to cover... Um, you, oh, screw it. I'll, I'll just jump straight to it. What? Uh,
1: it's, if you can, like, uh, Street Fighter animated movie teaser on VHS or something. Oh, sure. Let's do it. I, I'm. Tr- this is, like, half-remembered from, like, a bunch of, like, blurry...
2: Street Fighter II animated movie, right? Animated
1: movie trailer. Sure.
2: Let's see. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. If you watched anime in the 90s...
2: Yes, I remember this too, dude. Yeah. Oh no wait. The ultimate video game <laughs> mega hit is now the ultimate incredibly <laughs> animated motion picture. Yeah.
1: In the not so distant future.
2: Civilization is under attack. Okay, Leading so I'm sorry. I just needed the that. The Bison, Bison, who is determined to capture the minds and bodies of oh, the yeah, world's I forgot greatest were for a plan to conquer the world. Not to be confused with Violent J from the Insane Clown <laughs> Posse. I mean, one and the other. Oh my God!
1: So much animation.
2: Oh, it's so good.
1: All right. I, I sorry I sidetracked.
2: This. So Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, a 1994 anime film directed by Gisaburo Tsuji. Um He worked on Astro Boy, a loop, a loop in the third film, etc. He did. He did a few different things, kind of before he. Uh, I think this is probably the biggest thing he ever did. Uh, you've got Ryu, Ken, Chun Li, and Guile squaring off against Bison and his boys. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Heavenly Kings. There was actually a fucking Street Fighter II: The Movie video game, by the way. It was just called Street Fighter II Movie in all caps. The gameplay consisted of watching FMV clips from the actual movie, as well as other scenes made specifically for the game, and analyzing them using the search command. Uh, it was totally like a weird adventure game. For no, why would you do that? And, um, anyways, yeah, the. Um, uh, there was actually like one fight at the very end of the game that you you actually like played it like a fighting game. The rest of the game was like this weird adventure game. Either way, the movie serves as a basis for Street Fighter Alpha. It also led to a TV series called Street Fighter 2 V um uh, we're getting into kingdom hearts style naming conventions now uh it had the same director it ran for 29 episodes um and it also led to street fighter alpha the animation which was released in 2001 they weren't really like they didn't really like connect in terms of um storyline but they all just kind of spawned off of each other um so anyways uh going back to street fighter alpha um it uh it was largely inspired by um, a game I believe we've talked about before, X-Men Children of the Atom. We talked about it in our X-Men episode. That was actually what also led to Marvel vs. Capcom. X-Men Children of the Atom was sort of the first um, kind of game to establish that anime style. Children in, in of the, the Atom in
1: addition to uh, dark Darkstalk,
2: Darkstalkers, yes. stalkers so, like, as well. So that art
1: team kind of had gained a, a bit of popularity Dark uh, Darkstalkers was way bigger in Japan than it was in America, and the X-Men game was way bigger in America than it was in Japan, uh, probably because uh, we here on God's Country love Rogue, and in the heathen world, they like uh, Succubi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a prequel to Street Fighter II. This is, this is when we start getting wacky with the timeline oh, in terms my of the favorite, video game releases. My
1: favorite thing in Street Fighter Alpha... Uh, is, yeah, it bridges the gap between all the weird characters from Street Fighter 1 and what we know as canon in Street Fighter Two, but they even make Ryu's hair like a medium brown color just to cover up the fact that in Street Fighter One he's a redhead, <laughs> and in Street Fighter Two he has black normal <laughs> hair.
2: Um, now the Super Combo, which was established in uh, Street Fighter Two, I think hi- Super Street Fighter Two Hyper. Um, good lord! I can't super even...
1: Street Fighter Two Turbo Colon the <laughs> Ultimate Championship. <laughs>
2: so that added the that's the first time we see meter as we know it in street fighter where essentially you have a meter that fills up and then you can unleash um a big awesome special move well this kind of elevated that super combo even further um it has a three level super combo gauge which again you know like even in street fighter Mm 5 you have the three level ex gauge and if you fill it all the way up you can do the critical art but if you fill it up just like one you can also spin just one section of that meter um to do a ex move either way way um you what um I'm, it's <laughs> nice like that pro- properly
1: no, we, you did but like when we get to street fighter 3 it's gonna yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. You're
2: going to be able to consume a little of that gauge, too, uh, in order to do an alpha counter after uh, blo- blocking an attack, and that's actually going to get very—that and that, that is important because that is actually the first step towards the parry system that made Street Fighter 3 Third Strike the, like, master game—masters-only game that it became. And, of course, uh, Daigo and Justin Wong, in that clip we just uh, saw, they were playing Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, folks. Um, really exciting stuff. Can you tell I'm super excited about this i love street fighter jake it's so good uh so anyways uh you can also block in the air which i remember being huge because i was i should say um a giant fan i played a lot of street fighter alpha 2 and street fighter alpha 3 um uh, a lot of those two games and i remember the blocking in the air thing being really like awesome and important when playing those games and doing uh in-air fireballs and stuff too it was huge Uh, You can also perform chain combos or alpha combos, um, uh, which had uh, uh, combo interrupts. uh, You had a roster of Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, Sagat, uh, M. Bison, Birdie, returning from Street Fighter 1, also Aidan, who was also in the first Street Fighter, um, and uh, Guy and Sodom, which were in Final Fight, Mm. and then Charlie, which is Guile's good buddy, Uh, who kind of very similar guile sort of type uh, moves, and Rose, also two hidden characters, Akuma and Dan. I really want to talk about Dan, Jake.
1: Let's talk about Dan.
2: (laughs) Dan is amazing. Dan has such a funny reputation in the whole Street Fighter series um, with with fans uh, of it. Well, Uh,
1: it's... uh the uh, Akira Yasuda who we talked about in the previous episode, who was like the kind of the heart of the art team who like kind of brought in a lot of these legendary artists to Capcom just had this like kind of throwaway drawing of uh Sagat just beating up a random, uh, Karate guy.
2: Close, but not entirely random. SNK, their Mm -hmm. competitor, released a game called Art of Fighting with a character named Ryo. R-Y-O. That is similar to both Ryu and Ken, has an orange gi and blonde hair. So... Um, Street Fighter 2 co-designer Akimon drew an artwork of Sagat holding. Akimon
1: is Akira Yasuda.
2: Uh, okay, yes, yes. Uh, holding a uh, defeated opponent that resembled Rio by the head during the release of Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, except for he had long dark hair tied into a ponytail, which resembled Robert Garcia from Art of Fighting, who is the Ken to Rio's Ryu. Yep, and uh, Ugh, can, that sentence. <laughs> and he can uh, he, he can uh, taunt infinitely unlike the other characters but like the ones in art of fighting mm-hmm. um uh, and they decided to create they made him into a character and in, in uh, a secret character a joke character in street who was, Fighter Alpha. who was basically just a shitty version
1: of ryu
2: his victory war cry uh, made him very popular it is who wants to mess with dan hibiki who go on he'll kick your ass <laughs> I love Dan. He's just this total joke fluke character. Little Hadouken is so sad. But that's the thing. In the right hands, he is uh, he is lethal. He's real lethal in the right hands. If you know how to wield him, you you know it's one of those. And um, he he his whole lore is he developed his own fighting style called Psycho uh, Ryu, which is uh, means the strongest style. Um, he's a hilarious character. He's in the uh, Pink gi. I hope he'll come into Street Fighter Five at some point. Uh, he was definitely he was in Street Fighter Four, uh, and has been has been a, a big legacy character since the Alpha games. Now we get into though Alpha 2. Okay, so Jake, I my buddy Pat, who I mentioned all the time in these shows, because I guess I I guess I realize. Just how hard we nerded out together uh, back in the day. Um, he got Alpha 2 on Super Nintendo. I, oh, that's an expensive cart. Yeah, it was back in the day. I'm
1: not sure. Was
2: it? Was it? Yeah, it was expensive. It's
1: filled with, like, coprocessors and uses a ton of memory. See, the fact the that problem- they got it on Super Nintendo is, like, one of the great technical achievements of the 16-bit era.
2: So that is why getting a ROM of it is so damn hard. Yeah. That is why, right? Because I remember when I got got into the ROM game in college, all I wanted was fucking Street Fighter Alpha 2 because I wanted to relive the fun that I had. Mm-hmm. And that was the one game I could not get a reasonable ROM of. Everything else was fine. Fair game. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, whatever. Arrest me, coppers! Arrest me! Super oh, Nintendo, that's right. Sega I stole Genesis. it all back then. Back in college when I was smoking filthy cigarettes and I trying damn- to call up uh, uh, Lucy on the phone. Get a- Holden, if it's illegal to, Wendy's date
1: to download uh Nesticle and a bunch of ROMs off of Kazaa <laughs> then w- our entire generation is fucking
2: doomed we did talk about this on this show right about Nesticle I think the, and how think, it was a set of hairy balls yeah, as an icon on your fucking I think desktop it, you know what unfortunately <laughs> I think that was mentioned
1: in our Adam countover bonus episode oh on patreon I think, yeah I think uh, if you go to patreon.com
2: slash whizbrew. King so you funny. can hear us talk about it was so nesticles. weird and embarrassing. it was just like <laughs> it so- was the
1: best one it ran it was so, so smooth. good
2: it ran so smoothly it was so good so everybody had it yeah and I had it too it good old nesticle te- bloody
1: testicles <laughs> were they bloody they were bloody <laughs> why are they bloody because they came off of a man <laughs>
2: I didn't realize they were disemboweled testicles. We got to find the nesticle creator and do an interview. (laughs) That'd be incredible. That's amazing. We could probably do it. We could probably do it. We got to reach out. Okay. So uh, uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2 released in 1996 um, from Noritaka. uh, Fonamizu from the Street Fighter 2 team, which we talked about in the last episode. Um, You've got uh, M. Bison, Akuma, and Dan immediately selectable. It adds uh, Dalsim, Zangief, uh, and Jin, uh, who is from the original Street Fighter. Also, Rolinto from Final Fight, and Sakura, the schoolgirl that we all know and love today, even though they made her kind of shit in Street Fighter 5. They just released her recently. (laughs) No one's really using her. Um, Did you play that much? I missed I missed a lot of the uh Alpha
1: games. Uh the fact is, um I was super into the crossover games, uh Children of the Atom, X Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel vs. Capcom. All 2. the TAD games, yeah. yeah. That's where I got into because it was the most like flashy, uh just dopamine driven. Yeah. The character, you know, like what characters would appear was always like a big deal. Uh-huh. Cause it was all familiar. Um, you know, I didn't care that Adon was available I didn't really care about Dan or Sakura or any of that I
2: just kind of fell into it because he just had like he liked it because Pat liked it you know Uh, I feel like that's so much by the way of people that get into the fighting game scene if you just have an older brother or like a buddy who's just into it and you just are like okay this is what I play when I go to Pat's house now you know what I'm saying Well,
1: you need a group of people because fighting games are basically they were one of the only hot seat kind of games Like, now you can open up the Jackbox, you can, like, play all sorts of co-op stuff, but if you had more than two people and you need to keep them
2: entertained, a fighting game was, like, could keep everyone busy. And I have, like, a weird memory. I don't know what friend's house it even is, but of just, like, a room full of people right when Street Fighter II came out on SNES, just sitting around, just passing that controller around. I mean, it's a fucking rad time, like, for sure. Um so yeah, then Street Fighter Alpha 3, another game that uh really, uh, that I played so damn much. I remember playing that all the time when I went to my buddy's place. He had a Dreamcast. There we go. It was Virtua Tennis. It was uh, Big Bass Fishing. Which I, I actually kind of wanted. I, well, I wanted. Oh, I actually that's wanted, what
1: happened. Uh huh. I was one of the for, forsaken N64 kids, and we had no fighting games on that fucker.
2: Yeah, that's right. There I, really weren't any. It was yeah, all I, about FPS. It was all about um, was plat- 3D it was, platformers and FPS. It
1: was, uh, I pl- I fucking rented Flying Dragons, which is one of the worst fighting games of all time, for N64 multiple times from Blockbuster just so I could like feel anything. <laughs>
2: Fuck. Yeah, because I had – what did I have? Sega Genesis and a PlayStation. I don't really remember doing a lot of fighters on PlayStation either, though, to be honest. I was playing a lot of Street Fighter Alpha 3 on Dreamcast. And when PS2 came out, I remember the launch game was uh, Tekken Tag. Uh And I was playing a lot – oh, that's what it was. I was playing a dickload of Tekken 3 on that (laughs) PlayStation. I remember the shit out of that now. I'm an idiot. I remember playing the hell out of Tekken 3. I unlocked every character, everything. We'll talk about Tekken on a different episode, though. But, but the,
1: the, it's it's uh, the Alpha series was yeah. We've run into this issue before, where all these brilliant two D games were hitting their stride and like kind of elevating what games were capable of in terms of mechanics, but all anyone cared about was cool three D graphics.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was the thing, and um, and and three D fighters are very different. Mm-hmm. from 2d fighters and uh actually we'll get into street fighter ex in just a little bit but Oof. 3d fighters are very different from 2d fighters they have a very different feel and um they they're really it's apples and oranges i feel like in a lot of ways like people they're it's funny like when i talk about playing tekken and different stuff when i'm like talking to chat you know on on stream about fighting games and stuff um uh i, I find a lot of people say yeah i just don't play 3d fighters you know mm-hmm. i mean it's a distinction and and so, you know, in Alpha, besides the EX games, which we were literally just about to talk about, uh, uh you know, Street Fighter remained very much so a 2D fighter. There's um, a
1: language to 2D fighters yes. where, uh, I think you mentioned this last time, but literally every fighting game character uh, is based on Ryu. Yeah. Like, they understand that there's the wind-up, the hurt box, the hit box, the, reco- or the recovery. Like, that exact mechanic is not the same as a 3D fighter. Uh-huh. So it's, it, the skills don't quite line up correctly.
2: Uh-huh, absolutely. So Street Fighter Alpha 3 has this massive fucking roster, dude. And that was what I remember being so incredible about it. Kind of like the Marvel vs. Capcom thing. I think this is all kind of starting to happen around the same time, right? It has this massive roster, 34 fighters uh, to choose from in the arcade. At the final version, which was Street Fighter Alpha 3 Max, had 38 fighters to choose from that's a ridiculous amount of people uh to choose from i remember i was still maining ryu at that time
1: uh and actually i was gonna ask,
2: i was uh, oh yeah oh you want to go let's go
1: i only play Gen. <laughs> In his weird alternate stance.
2: I really actually wanted to ask you this, because last week, we, t- you know, as we do, we talked about what our personal relationship was with the franchise or whatever we're covering. Right, Jake? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought maybe this time I would ask, what's your main? Did you have a main? In Street Fighter? Yeah. Uh, d- I mean... Did you ever uh, associate yourself with a certain main ever
1: in playing any Street Fighter games? I mean, during the Street Fighter 2 days, I liked Doll's okay. Um but... I mean, any game. I just pick up whatever the shoto is of that particular game, because I, I I've never gotten explain, that explain uh, shoto. Uh, okay, so Ryu and Ken practice. I think it's called Shotokan karate or whatever. I believe so. Yes, and because Ryu is like the the out you know the Adam and of Adam and he, You know, he's the primordial character. Yes. Uh, every fighting game will have a basic like projectile attack. Upward dragon punch attack, like, movement, you know, the, the core mechanics of the game are encapsulated in this one character, mm-hmm. and every other character is kind of built around countering that core. Uh-huh. So, like, uh, you know... Guile is about like response and like, you know, kind like being of being way- a
2: complete piece of shit, yeah, little fucking baby bastard is what guile is. I hate fucking guile and I can't believe you'd bring guile up at a time like this.
1: I, I'm j- you know, I'm trying to, I'm struggling <laughs> to, to speak on this thing, I'm not an expert on. So, the show, so in, fight, in fighting game parlance, uh, the Shoto is the like basic ass character with like the movements that are very easy to learn. And uh, usually they're the hero on the box yes. because they're going to be the point of entry for the rest of the game for new players.
2: Yes, there's sort of like the basic gold standard. And uh, I was, uh, uh, so generally Shoto, So like Ryu can, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. Uh,
1: Kyo and Yori from King of Fighters are uh-huh. Shoto's. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ryo and Robert from Art of Fighting <laughs> are, uh-huh. are Shoto's. It's.
2: I um so I started out with Street Fighter 2 it was definitely just the craziest looking character you know I feel like when you're a kid mm-hmm. you just want to pick the nuttiest one also you know you could button mash to do certain moves so E Honda you could just mash on oh, yeah punch and he'd do his you know thousand thousand slaps or whatever it is uh, chun li did the kicks in the same way and blanca had the electricity and i loved the look of the electricity i love the special effect where you could see their skeleton when they got shocked by it and he looked insane with the orange hair and the green skin he was and definitely just like you he screamed a lot yes <laughs> just like me he screamed a lot i and i i immediately <laughs> immediately gravitated towards him when i first started playing um, but then once I kind of learned the move sets and stuff, definitely Ryu became my favies uh, mm-hmm. to Pat's Akuma. Uh, so we'd always go head to head just two Shoto's all the time now of course in Street Fighter 5 because they made uh, Ryu suck they did just give him the donkey kick and some other things to make him a little bit better and he had, does have a parry which is cool but so does Akuma uh, uh, so anyways I switched to Akuma essentially after I had a buddy um, John aka Koala who actually sent me an article in uh, preparation for this just before this that I read uh, which we'll get into when we get into Third Strike uh, he was just like you need to get off of Ryu mm-hmm. you need to switch to Akuma Kuma I think and I was like you're probably right and then I switched to Kuma and I'm having much better results. So anyways, uh yeah, I'm, I'm okay. maining Akuma now which I hate because he was always my mortal enemy because that was Pat's character and uh, when we played Street Fighter Alpha 3 all he wanted to do was that move um shit, what's it called again? I just I just forgot. Uh, Akuma's <laughs> finisher. <laughs>
1: oh, the Raging Demon.
2: The Raging Demon or I meant the uh the actual Japanese um the Shin Goku Satsu. Uh he would always just practice that um move. It would like take a, I, I forgot what it was, but it Can would... you just play the clip from four? I yes, just
1: uh, Yes, was... there is oh, you know what's weird? Yeah. Just yes. this is this is just the sound. I'd play it N- loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Prepare yourself!
2: goes black. What's even happening? He would do that. It was, like, really hard to pull off. Some version of it was really hard to pull off in Alpha 3. You had to have, like, full meter, everything. And it would literally take, like, 90% of your bar. And so he would just – all he wanted to do was pull off that move. So I could beat him, actually, pretty consistently. But every now and again, he'd pull off the move and be so excited and kill me in, like, one hit.
1: According to Street Fighter lore – uh, what happens during the darkness is you are confronted with all of your evils and sins, mm. and the torture and pain caused in the move is a reflection of your worth as a person.
2: God damn, that's uh, beautiful.
1: One time, Gen sought out Akuma to like uh, to finally like meet his end because in the lore, Gen's like some crazy ancient assassin guy who like can't die. And Akuma was like, wait a minute. You're not here to fight to prove you're strong. You're here to die. That's fucking bullshit. I'm Akuma. I'm going to go find someone who's good enough to kill.
2: (laughs) i tell you what i have said that to many people before (laughs) that's fucking bullshit i'm akuma i say that to the coffee shop guy the mailman all the time i'm always saying that so street fighter alpha 3 starts to get a little more complicated in terms of gameplay types you've got the isms you can choose from there's three different ones the aism xism or vism the aism allows you to just to do multiple super combo moves based on uh the other alpha games xism it's just one big super combo move. it's kind of like choosing between doing if you're familiar with street fighter 5 it's like choosing between doing EX moves Mm. or critical art. Uh, essentially and then the vism you can do custom combos um but no super combo which i'm not even completely aware of what that exactly uh, means.
1: it's snk style i think is uh you know you kind of get in there and then you can just go like super fast and just like slap the shit out of ah, people I actually, see. like the it changes the tempo of the animation i might be wrong don't don't yell at me uh, and the uh the xism or the, like the big one big super bar is left over for people who are playing street fighter super super street fighter And that was how the Ultra Combos worked is that you just had one big meter.
2: Yeah, gotcha, yeah. So
1: it was, uh, meanwhile, so while this is happening, like the Street Fighter movie had come out and people were like, oh, Street Fighter's now kind of lame, actually. Um, They were flooding the market with crossover games that were like getting better play at the arcades and at the pizzerias. Um, They were like being super anime, everything was getting revised, characters were getting added, and the games were getting more complicated which is good for people that wanted to, like, you know, be uh, more competitive. But for outsiders, it was kind of like it was a bigger wall. Like, I remember the first time I was, like, at my arcade and I, like, just sauntered over to Street Fighter Alpha, whatever, or I think it was Street Fighter 3, maybe even. And they was like, what kind of ism do you want? And I was like, I don't know what these mean.
2: Yeah, and I don't even know if I back in the day even had a decent grasp on that. I think I just arbitrarily chose the. Yeah, yeah. And- um, but yeah, yeah, that was, um, I remember that being kind of a, being a big thing.
1: And you have to remember that the original like Street Fighter 2 was a my you know, it was, it was a leap in complication just cause they like figured out light punch, medium punch, hard punch. It mm-hmm. was a victory that people figured out medium punch and hard punch yeah <laughs> and now they're introducing all these mechanics all
2: these mechanics and and um, you know briefly I just want to mention that th- they're attempted a 3D fighter um, in 1996 they developed uh, uh, Street Fighter EX it was made by Akira Nishitani from the Street Fighter 2 crew that was also
1: his nin, also known as Nin Nin uh, yes. if you
2: play Street Fighter 2
1: at Nin Nin's casino on Balrog stage that's who it's referring to it was
2: also um, or it was Arika I'm sorry Arika Nishitani my no, bad no uh, uh, so Akira Nishitani is the name of
1: the guy who left Street Fighter to form a new company where he was developing a 3D fighter because he thought that's where the future was. Yeah. The name of the company is Arika because it's Akira backwards.
2: Oh, oh! And thank God for thank you for clarifying that because I was getting really confused. And uh, he was Why having he do that.
1: He was having issues <laughs> with
2: like kind of getting it off the ground
1: like the engine wasn't quite right. And he basically, like, out of desperation, came back to his old, like, uh, co-workers at Capcom and was like, let me make this a Street Fighter game and it'll sell. And people have been kind of, like, you know, the orig- they, they weren't that fun to play. I remember at one friend's house, like, being like, oh, 3D Street Fighter? Yeah. Oh, can we pull, like, you know that feeling when you're excited to play a game that your friend has and they know it's shit? And they're yeah. like,
2: uh, sh- sh- Sure. Dude, it was just like when I brought – I was staying at this – The Hadouken is just like this shitty little wireframe cube. It's, like, very unsatisfying. <laughs> I was um, staying at my uh, – my mom's friend. They lived on a farm, so I was like, oh, this is going to be real boring. So mm-hmm. I brought my Sega Genesis and all my games. And he – I've told this story before, I think. And he had a Nintendo with, like, a ton of games. Mm-hmm. like. And I was playing Mega Man 2, and he popped in X-Men. Oh, so he was in the, Synergy. Yeah, so he was in the other room though playing x-men on a different like tv and he kept running in (laughs) and asking me for tips and stuff and i'm just like in my head i'm just like that game sucks and i knew i was playing like one of the best (laughs) games like ever made Uh, so anyways um yeah so Erika and capcom worked together to co-produce this 3d fighter it's not known to be very great also another thing about Eureka that kind of blew my mind they are also really well known for tetris the grand master series which is like the ultimate I got really obsessed with Tetris the Grandmaster watching videos of people, of, like especially one guy's quest um, mm. to get the Grandmaster um, status, status on it because it's in, literally impossible. You, you it, It's moving faster than I, my eyes can even see the blocks move. And, and then in order to get it, when the credits start rolling, the game goes invisible. They don't show the block, so you see the block until you place it, Fuck. and then it goes invisible. And you have to like play through the credits and get a certain score within a certain amount the of time. F- it. Is, I have to send you this video, this Jake. Is a it nightmare. will blow your mind. You're giving me
1: a panic attack. It will that blow
2: your fucking mind. Um. So, anyways, uh. Yeah, it plays actually kind of like a 2D fighter, um, but the linear plane just changes often, so it's not even quite really fully a 3D fighter. Um, Its sequels are EX2 and EX3. At some point, they introduced Sculamania. I literally wrote in my notes, (laughs) "Oh shit, (laughs) Sculamania!" Woo! Sculamania, the greatest, the greatest, uh, one of the greatest characters of all time, I would say. (laughs) It's a very fun design. He dons a full body skeleton suit. He's fucking. He sets out to fight evil for real <laughs> phenomenal shit um, and then actually what's crazy is Arica on April Fool's Day um, this was what in 2017 they were working with the Unreal Engine 4 trying to put together a, they put together a little prototype and then as an April Fool's joke They um, put out this uh, game. We're going to make Fighting EX Lair, which I believe Fighting Lair was a different fighter of theirs, and they were combining it with Street Fighter EX, essentially. They made this joke game prototype and released it as a trailer it got such a positive reaction that arica is now working on turning it into a game they confirmed it in evo 2017 they're funding it themselves they have just enough funds to see the project through to completion without external help um that is in quotes and uh the beta was out on ps4 in uh december 2017 it's set to release in this year 2018 Good good for the, good for them. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyways, there's going to be a new EX game, which is fucking ridiculous. But I remember the wait being so long, Jake, between Street Fighter uh 2 and Street Fighter 3. You've got all these different versions and everything of Street Fighter 2, but it was always like, "When are we going to get a new ass game?"
1: Now, did you have the same thing that I ha- I feel like this is a common experience. I've only like done mild like research, but like one day out of the blue, you don't even go to the arcade that often anymore. Uh huh. Like, you know, there's always like a kid's birthday party. Like, the games are just, like, you know, it's kind of the Dave and Buster's vacation of the American arcade is already like well underway. Uh huh. And like, there in the corner, completely open, is a Street Fighter Three machine. And you're <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember that. What? <laughs> I feel like I remember being on the hunt. I think I was getting Electronics Gaming Monthly back okay. then. I think i was kind of on the hunt for it when did okay 97 how does that match up with mortal Kombat? uh because i remember um i just remember it being crazy when it came out because it's 97 when did the first street fighter when did street fighter 2 come out rather that was uh street fighter 2 should be uh 91 91 in arcades six fucking years we waited for Mm. another street fighter which in child years is forever yeah for, I couldn't even believe it was happening it was such a huge deal to me I remember that it's got a, it is a direct sequel to Street Fighter 2 but with a very different roster God, that's so, aside from Ryu and Ken mm-hmm
1: that's so fun. like we did we did the Kingdom Hearts episode and it was like oh man it's super crazy that Kingdom Hearts 3 has been taken like uh 10 years 12 yeah. years that's weird and then like if it's like oh where does the time go but the time between Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 3 in my memory
2: is massive I
1: was a different person yeah than
2: completely gigantic. Um yeah, it has so so the roster here, we've got Alex Dudley, Elena the African princess who does capoeira, Ibuki the female ninja, and Necro the rubber man, Oro with the do with the weird helmet.
1: No, Shh. no, no, Oro's the guy with his arm behind his back. The oh, weird we, old man with the weird hair?
2: Yes, yes, never mind, you're right. Yeah, he's he <laughs> Yeah, he ties his arm behind his back cuz he's afraid he'll murder somebody he's, if he fights with both hands. Yeah. His,
1: his, like, big ultimate finisher is he takes out his other
2: hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, who is uh, Lara's brother, essentially, if you know Lara from the uh, from Street Fighter V. Yun and Yang, the twins, and Gil is the um, final boss, the president of the Illuminati, and uh, his younger brother is Urien, who we know from Street Fighter V as well. Um, uh, so they, they added the dash, and most importantly, they added the Perry. now now this is like such a massive massive part of what made street fighter 3 both um harder to get into for new players mm-hmm. and a game that eventually especially street fighter 3 third strike rev- revered by the fgc the fighting game community as as a just this game that was just it all it stands the test of time it it uh it, it it's looked back on by the fgc as this just like Kind of the gold standard of, I mean, I, that, to use that phrase a second time, the gold standard of, of uh, releases for Street Fighter and fighting games in general. Um, it's kind of funny. People kind of lament like Street Fighter three Third Third Strike in a lot of ways as being this just like, ah, oh, those were the days, you know, well, that was
1: the best. They did a lot of things right and wrong. So from an uh, from an aesthetics perspective, uh, the animation is beautiful. Like, uh, it's just uh, like, uh, look at like Elena's uh, just standing like idle animation. This Uh like incredibly fluid capoeira thing where she's like stepping in and out. Um, Gil uh, is like half red, half blue. And back in the day, they literally did not have enough memory for a character to have like a facing left, facing right sprite set and mm. the reason why Gil is half red half blue is just to like dick swing at how much available ram they had <laughs> it's everything is like smooth but like the colors are a little bit muted and the characters are like necro is like like kind of ugly he's uh-huh. like oro is fucking freaky looking and uh even the music like they have this weird like acid jazz soundtrack which i'm sure is like now i can recognize it's cool but for like attract mode in an arcade
2: fuck yeah
1: Hey, kids, you like hard bop? <laughs> Let me get some of this Mingus dude. This is dope. Charles Mingus.
2: <laughs>
1: and yeah, Alex is, is a grappler. He's like the main guy. The cover boy is a grappler,
2: which yeah, is like always, real weird,
1: which is always like a little bit harder to get into.
2: Uh-huh. For sure.
1: They originally didn't weren't even supposed to have Ryu and Ken in there.
2: Uh Uh-huh. But I mean, you got exact. I remember being disappointed that more of the old roster weren't weren't in there um, because it was like, who are these fucking people? You know, it was like really weird. It was jarring. It was like hard for me to kind of cope with. The game was first unveiled in 1996 at the Japan Amusement Machine and Marketing Association or JAMA, uh, J-M-M-A. Uh, their their show um, with a few minutes of footage as part of Capcom's PR demo. I got, I dug in a little bit on this. I thought mm-hmm. this was kind of an interesting little sidebar. Um, the uh, Jamma show was run by reps from the game manufacturers such as Namco Bandai, Sega, Taito, Tecmo, Capcom, Konami, and Atlas. Uh, they introduced a standard for arcades games in 1985. If a ca- If a cabinet is wired to JAMA's specifications, it can accept a motherboard for any JAMA compatible game. So they kind of mm-hmm at that they, they created that themselves within the japan amusement machine and marketing association um, they also have a, a specific machine prize guidelines such as it can't exceed 800 yen it can't include things like tobacco alcohol drugs or items resembling sexual organs or underwear <laughs> cannot be a, a prize in a game machine <laughs> that's which is only japan needs to have that right in there (laughs) i know right so i thought that was kind of funny so uh, anytime i i I learn about the kind of weird specifics about arcade machines and the history of them i just i always get fascinated so each character is made up of approximately 700 to 1200 individually drawn frames of animation to go back to what you were talking about that's insanely impressive funamizu uh said we feel that 3d is not really suitable for the head-to-head fighting and to be frank capcom doesn't really have the techniques to display high quality graphics in 3D so they're sticking with their guns and I remember that was weird and that did make them kind of quote unquote like lame in a sense because it was two things right it was the mocap of Mortal Kombat that they lacked Street Fighter had the animation, violence, yeah, and And the the violence, and the
1: subversive like humor, like Mm -hmm. you know, babalities and animalities and friendships. Exactly, it was like
2: the gimmicks that Mortal Kombat had mixed with that mocap look, which was Mm -hmm. so impressive graphically to us back in the day. It was like that. It was like kind of FMV, and that was kind of the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Mixed with it not being 3D, it was really kind of the grandpa game to I think a lot of us easily fooled kids into thinking that you know um that's where that's where it was at quote unquote cuz i remember graphics in general was just such a huge like mm-hmm. overshadowed to me back then especially during like the playstation dreamcast N- n64 era specifically it was all about graphics i think in a lot of ways it was like all about it's like how good does it look you know i mean that's what got me into final fantasy was final fantasy 7's cutscenes mm-hmm. looking the way they did you know, it's like, oh, my God, this has the best graphics out right now. You have to be playing this, you know, whereas, of course, now, you know, especially in the indie scene or whatever, graphics are such like, a, oh, it looks really good. And that's awesome. An awesome thing about it. But how does it play? I want to know. Yeah. You know, how, what's the flow if of the, the game? If, if
1: it has a consistent art direction, then like that overcomes a lot. Totally. But in a way, it's graphics still matter. And, uh, you know, the so much of uh, what's tearing apart the games industry right now, is all these microtransactions and loot boxes and all these things that people are kind of like uh, older gamers are upset about Mm -hmm. while the publishers are like, you assholes only respond to graphics and they've (laughs) been, now we have to make Ancient Egypt in three, in perfect high definition three, 4K. We have to make Egypt in 4K, you fucks. You fuckers. Please buy our game, you miserable shits.
2: <laughs> Street Fighter Three Second Impact was released in 1997. It was just kind of like an update that it introduced Hugo and Yurian as well as making Akuma a selectable character. Um, you can perform EX specials as well as super arts. They also added taunts and throw escapes. Um, and oh, then' those
1: taunts in Street Fighter Three are fun. Like weird stuff can happen between them.
2: But in 1998 that's that's this is when we get Street Fighter 3 third strike. And again, if you ask most um veteran fighter uh, uh, franchise fans, most of them will probably say street fighters three third strike was the fucking best and uh, you know it, it's hard it's hard they're hard pressed to make a fighter as good as it was and introduced chun li makoto q Remy, and 12 into the roster um yoshinori ono has some interesting things to say about it and um he ends up being we're, we're going to talk a lot about yoshinori ono really soon um but he says it's very well known that it's a master class title said Ono in a game informer interview it's a masterpiece in and of itself but the game got to a point where it was so high level that only masters could really play each other and this is mainly due to that Perry system and so now we can really kind of explain what was so incredible about moment 37 if you've ever heard about moment 37 we played it earlier um it's got like two over two million views on youtube it's um It's it's it actually kind of rejuvenated the fighting game scene because at that point it it was kind of stale. Moment 37 is Daigo the Beast Umihara, uh, who was essentially known as the greatest, um, uh, greatest player out of Japan versus Justin Wong, um, who's playing as Chun-Li, Daigo as Ken. Justin Wong, greatest player out of America. This is the first time they were ever playing each other um and they get down to the to the last uh round of the match um uh usually it's what was it's it's two best two of three i'm not sure if this was a two of three or three of five situation i think it was two of three they were in the losers bracket so this is playing to stay in the tournament uh and essentially what happens is if you a parry is if you hit forward or down on your uh on your stick or on your uh d-pad right when the other player is is attacking you um if you time it perfectly you will deflect the attack completely right now on top of that the uh which adds
1: a layer uh which you know adds a layer between like an extra layer on top of the usual decision you usually have to make which is block uh, you know, block, dodge, or or counterattack. Yes. Or throw or you know, there's you know there's available options. And so the parry option adds even more complexity to all those micro decisions. You have to make it every second when playing this and game. And
2: on top of that, the super art, the big fancy yeah. special move, um, and that's exactly what Justin Wong unleashes on or I'm sorry, oh. that's what Daigo No no no, that's what Justin Wong unleashes on Daigo with Chun li does her super art. It's like a series of kicks and and craziness um, that is kind of her big special move that can chip away your health and, and kill you even if you're blocking. It doesn't so, even
1: need to. Like, he was he was on uh, Tygo is on a magic pixel of health. There, his yeah. life bar is like nothing. He has
2: nothing. He has no health whatsoever. If if any of that any of that super move hit him, he would immediately be even dead. Even if he was blocking. Even if he was blocking. Right. But instead, he parries that move. He, he with fifteen parries because it is 15 consecutive hits including a jump including a jump parry it is insane now i've heard a couple different things on this because i was reading actually an article that was sent to me um about it um in terms of actual technical skill, it is. Tec- it's, it's very not, hard to do. It's very hard, but it's not the hardest. It's not the. It's not impossible. If you just practice it, you, you'll yeah. you'll you know a lot. You will do it, and you know it's still impressive to see the masters do it. It's a cool like you're you're definitely like on master level if you can consistently do something like that. But it's the very fact that he was able to predict that Justin Wong was going to do that exact move at that exact second in the match, and then pull it off perfectly and come back and and win the game with uh his his kin super own, art yeah and 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 the whole room just explodes it's the it's the the sound it's the the clip i played for you at the beginning of the thing. Uh, of the episode, the whole room just goes fucking bananas. Some they filmed it, put it out, um, and it became this incredibly uh, uh, super watched video. And it really actually got people excited about fighting games again in a huge way when it was kind of waning, especially Street Fighter.
1: Well, it's what the magic of it is is that it's Ken and Chun Li, two characters yes. that people actually recognized from their childhood
2: totally also to two different styles daigo's aggressive approach wong has a turtle style the turtle style is essentially what wait it sounds for like to fuck up super defensive way for somebody to fuck up it was just this like long awaited match this big awesome rivalry and it it, it just it's it's just all the cards lined up perfectly. It's such an amazing fucking moment, and every time I watch it, I get chills. It's so awesome. Well, if you're not, if, you, if you're
1: not like uh, as, if you weren't plugged in as hard as like uh, people people were, just seeing Ken like wave off a like a uh, uh, not the spinning bird kick, but whatever, like you know this big Chun Li move was like already mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a per- it, it it really is like the perfect thing to get someone that. Was not excited about fighting games since Street Fighter 2 came out to go like, wow!
2: And again, just to pu- just to hit this home, uh, how crazy it was what Daigo did. It's it's he he did he did a parry within four of thirty frames of the impact animation. So that was about seven one hundredths of a second. That was his that was his prediction time. It's this just this amazing fucking moment, and that parry system is really why you've got Ono saying. Um, What he said about how it's a game for masters adding that parry system added the element of mind games most importantly to the fighter if you could parry somebody you you immediately say to the other player I'm reading you Mm -hmm. I know exactly what the fuck you're gonna do next and it allowed you just to fuck with people so hard and really that is what you know when it comes down to it being able to have that kind of level of mind gamery is so important in, in a fighting game, just like chess, just like anything else. You know, I, I know a lot of people who like love fighting games talk about how it's just super fast chess, you know? Um, uh, it's just so important to be able to not just, you know, proficiently be able to play the game, but it's also really important to really just fuck with people, you know? I mean, it, you, you can really break people. That's why I really try to have a really solid throw game in Street Fighter uh, Five, because I try to, um, you know, essentially, essentially make people. I just immediately try to establish that, be like, I will throw you. So that then they, th- then once they start, you know, um, once they realize that and they start trying to like protect against that, that's when I switch it up, right, and go for overhead or something like that, like because they're they're ready for the 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 you know counter throw or something uh, like that.
1: Your uh, Yomi is a term also popular in fighting game communities. It's also the, the name of a card game. Where basically at any given second, like if you are blocking, you can get thrown. If you're going for a throw, you can get punched. If you're going to get punched, you can block.
2: Like yeah, there's, it's rock a,
1: paper scissors. Yeah. Uh, um,
2: <laughs> of, there's uh, I uh, uh, really. I didn't
1: get as far into this as I wanted to, but I actually I'm probably going to keep reading this because it's amazing. Uh, the uh site like published an ebook called The Educated uh, Gamers Guide to Fighting Games. And uh, this, this thing right now, this, this excerpt really stuck with me Um, in rather broad strokes, fighting games are about imposing your will on your opponent. Your goal is to make a series of intelligent situations that constrict your opponent's options forcing them to make ever more dangerous gambles until they do something that you can punish them for. You want to put your opponent in these situations over and over again until they lose, and then you put them in these situations again and again until they don't want to play with you anymore. (laughs) Basically, fighting games are about making the game as torturous and awful as possible for your opponent while making your game as fun and dominating as possible.
2: (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So I mentioned Yoshinori Ono. Um let's talk about Street Fighter 4. Oh, that dumb musician? Why would he ever Why are we talking about a dumb musician? <laughs> That's right. He was a he was the music supervisor, I believe. Was that what it, was that his exact title on uh Street Fighter 3 Third Strike? He uh is credited with really bringing Street Fighter back. Uh after Third Strike, the team disbanded actually. He um he was the one who sort of years later when his third strike come out third strike comes out in 1998 so let's let's literally let's jump from 1998 to 2008 i
1: mean i guess we, i guess we can skip right past uh cannon spike the overhead shooter released for second drink <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. or and yeah okay fuck super puzzle fighter i had a whole thing about super puzzle
2: fighter he wanted yeah, to yeah. i know i do do you have a whole thing on street super i meant to go no, back and on no, that one um he he stated he wanted to keep the game closer to street fighter 2 he had to Really fight to get this game made. He's he's kind of credited as the guy that 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 kept Street Fighter alive all these years later. Um, uh, he originally. Um, he originally had not intended to make another, uh, uh, or, or I'm sorry, rather, Capcom had, re- had not intended to make another numbered Street Fighter until Ono pitched it on them over and over and over again. They only allowed him to move forward after his persistence and the popularity, actually, of Street Fighter 2 on the Xbox Live Arcade. So that actually kind of helped as well. Um, he's quoted to say, eventually I was given a small budget to create a prototype. That wasn't really down to me pestering my superiors as much as all the journalists and fans started making a lot of noise and pressure in Capcom. This was a strategic part on plot on my part. I had been asking all the journalists to make noise about the series <laughs> when out and about. I would always tell them that it was their responsibility to tell Capcom, not me, as I don't have the power uh journalists and fans have the power to move capcom not producers with so many voices crying out for the street fighter game capcom could no longer ignore it anymore and so they gave the green light uh for a prototype and asked me to create it it's a miracle that happened after a decade let's talk about yoshinori ono for a second in junior high he visited a large bookstore and read about programming uh he would apparently uh uh Go like memorize the pages and and write them down. He got into music in high school uh, and uh, uh, he got into the keyboard until he realized that the keyboard didn't really get the girls. So he picked up uh, guitar in a uh, in a uh, college while he was spe- uh, specializing in three D fluid rendering um, in college, which was kind of like the important thing of the day three D fluid rendering at that time.
1: What? We barely can do three D fluid rendering now. <laughs> what was <laughs> yep. he doing in two thousand whatever?
2: He was a fan of the Final Fight uh, games in, our, in the arcades, and so he applied for a job at Capcom um, uh, for to be uh, to do the do music. It was a job that consisted mainly of programming music in binary, uh, which was a nightmare. He did music on Street Fighter Two X and Street Fighter Alpha: Warriors Dreams. Um, He's very much so known for having an old toy, Blanca toy toy that he brings with him seemingly everywhere. Uh, he said, I played Street Fighter throughout my life. I was in the Street Fighter 3 Third Strike team when we disbanded and the series was laid to rest for a whole decade. As a result, I've always had it in me, some feeling of regret that I was part of ending the legacy after Street Fighter. A guilty conscience, I guess you could say. So that's what brings us to uh, his fight for Street Fighter 4. He said, My aim was to construct... A universal community. Back in the arcade days, you had a small neighborhood town community playing Street Fighter together in arcades. Then the next town had its own community. They were isolated from one another. With Street Fighter 4, my aim was to bring these communities together with the online system. So that's the thing, right? Arcade, the arcade scene died during these years, right? And that was a big part of why Street Fighter died for Mm -hmm. several years. Also, they sort of made this kind of ultimate master game, you know, with Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. And, and I think that that also kind of put the brakes on it for a second too because it wasn't very inviting for new players. And it was also sort of the pinnacle of their work at that time. Right. So all these years pass, but also online becomes a thing. And the ability to actually legit play people online and it make it actually competitive and make it not, you know, and, you know it finally got good enough for people, people to actually do that, um, which, which took a while to do. Uh and so it, that actually on the the rise of online is what rejuvenated the whole thing as well besides ono you know it was just people being able to get back into playing each other like they were able to do back in the arcades but now they can do it from their own home so it's even crazier you know you can just sit in your pj's or naked you know, and masturbate and play the games. You know, which was amazing against other people online. You could furiously masturbate, and every every time you were you needed to take a break, you know, to recharge, you could fight someone in Street Fighter. I just want you keep hanging on this one. <laughs> i is why
1: always gotta be me with the jerk off Yeah, you, you carry you carry the load, so to speak.
2: Oh, very good. So, anyways. Um, Street Fighter 4, I remember being like, I need to get this game because I just loved how it looked. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal Those ink
1: looking. splashes in that first trailer really stuck with me.
2: Yes, yes, completely. It was uh, absolutely gorgeous. And... Um, Uh, Daigo Ikino was the art director and character designer He opted for that hand-drawn look Accented in calligraphic strokes, ink smudges, and ink sprays during the fights This is based on the Japanese Sumi-e paintings Which is a brush painting of Chinese origin Its goal is not simply to reproduce the appearance of the subject But to capture its spirit Um, The arcade version runs on the Taiko Type X2 hardware It's just a PC And uh, it features models and backgrounds rendered in 3D. The gameplay remains on a traditional 2D plane with the camera having the freedom to move in 3D at certain times during the fights, which always looks awesome. And uh, the DIMPS Corporation helped develop it by the way. They worked with Capcom. It was a company founded on March 6, 2000 by several former SNK and Capcom employees, including Street Fighter co-creators Takashi Nishiyama and Hiroshi Matsumoto who are known also, uh, the DIMPS is known also for the Dragon Ball the budokai trilogy and the sonic games for game boy advance and ds
1: yeah uh those Dim- awesome
2: sonic games
1: and some <laughs> then they gave them like some bigger stuff on Sonic and they dropped the ball this is a shame so they, they made like some of the best and some of the worst Sonic games
2: they also add the focus attacks um, which was sort of a, a counter to the par- it's, it's a better version of the parry for some uh, reason for for you maybe I feel like uh, that's debatable oh, no okay the, better
1: is a, I, I remember not quite understanding parries in Street Fighter 3 and as soon as they introduced focus attacks I was like I get this
2: you could absorb s- their one of their attacks while you we're doing a focus attack and then launch a counter attack um and the reason why uh because the timeline is crazy the timeline by the way is street fighter alpha one two three then street fighter two then super street fighter two turbo then street fighter five then Street Fighter 4. Then Super Street Fighter 4. Had, uh, Street then Fighter Ultra 5 Street takes Fighter place 4. like. Yes. Uh, and then Street Fighter 3. Then Street Fighter 3rd Strike. There is nothing I hate more <laughs> than a
1: fucking interquilt. Yeah, I, Which it is, is the ridiculous name for the thing I hate.
2: The timeline of Street Fighter is more insane than Kingdom Hearts. I want to see a 60-year-old Ryu just like hurting his back. And I always wondered why they did that, right? I always wondered why Oh, that would be amazing. They're all old. Yeah. It's like Dark Knight returns for Street Fighter. It's like Street Yeah, Street Fighter 6 is that they're all old ass dudes. That would be fucking awesome. Oh, anyways, you got me. You got the wheel spinning, man. You got my brain turning over and over again. Now I'm not thinking. Hugo's a
1: zombie because he clearly died of a heart attack like months after the last (laughs) game came
2: out. (laughs) So, anyways, that makes. Now that solves that, though. I was always wondering why the fuck would they put Street Fighter 4 in between Street Fighter 2 and 3? It's because, oh no. Ono's wish to make Street Fighter 4 more like 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why it was put in between those two because he wanted to rejuvenate rejuvenate the franchise and he knew that in order to do that, he needed to make Street Fighter 4 accessible for newbies. That was exactly why he did that. And what is more accessible for newbies? If it's sided more towards Street Fighter 2 than Street Fighter 3. In the
1: first version, I think is Sea Viper the only new, new character? Maybe, Because I know yeah. They, yeah, they add
2: people later, but... Yeah.
1: I remember he was just like, cool, cool, cool. And this lady,
2: I definitely know that they brought back every single character from Street Fighter two. That was definitely a big part of it was like, hey, remember Street Fighter two? This is like that. Forget about Street Fighter three, you know, come get back into Street Fighter guys or get into it for the first time. Uh, so that was super important for that, and Street Fighter Four fucking
1: oh no Rufus! There's Street also Fighter
2: Rufus. Four fucking exploded, rejuvenated the um the the tournament scene. A lot of new people got into that game. Uh, I I got Ultra Ultra Street Fighter Four. It's the last one they released, has the full roster and everything. It keeps showing up for sale for cheap
1: on Steam, and I'm always tempted.
2: I, mean, like, I am too, actually. Like why
1: not just get a fighter with like fifty characters?
2: Yeah, totally right. It's it's um I have it on. Xbox 360, but yeah, I need to get. I need to get it. I need to get, it. Need to get it on a uh, Steam. So a, I can use my fight stick. B, just to have it, just to be oh, able like, to jump. You want a fight stick? Uh Yes Wow You know that I know that <laughs> <laughs> I talk about it it's, too much it, The 8 drone, my friend You I don't know if you'll ever have a child But that's Fight Stick is like your baby <laughs> We should do maybe a bonus episode On Fight Sticks On Mad Cats On stuff like that Or maybe that'll come into play When we do an FGC episode I'd just rather do a Mad Cats episode <laughs> A Mad Cats episode Would be kind of awesome Yeah, we should maybe think about doing it They have such a crazy story mm-hmm. So, um yeah, anyways, so Street Fighter 4 fucking huge. Uh uh what else is there to say about it other than um yeah, it really changed the whole game. It it made Street Fighter a, a, a- It made this episode continue to happen because it would be done by this point if... uh, I don't even know if it would have been a two-parter if um, Street Fighter 4 didn't happen. You know what I
1: was obsessed with, oddly enough? They made a fucking iPhone version that ran, like, pretty decently. Street Fighter 4 Volt?
2: And I have Street Fighter 4 3D. I forget what it's called, but I have have it on my 3DS. I have it in my bag right now, and I love popping into it and just playing a few rounds while I'm traveling.
1: For a very long time, that was, like, technically... the highest selling single uh-huh. release of Street Fighter 4. I
2: think it still is. Wow. Yeah, it still is. Uh, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, the frames go down drastically <laughs> when you put 3D on. Uh, I know that. It's just weird that it's in 3D at all. Uh, what I love, too, is you can do the supers. They have the supers as just a touchpad option. It's yeah. just boop, and he just does the... Cr- the, the, boop. the Die 1,000 deaths! Exactly. <laughs> Which, of course, I'm playing as Akuma in that. Shinku so then we jump to um shit bro 2016 damn i don't have the year of release for street fighter 5
1: february 2016
2: february 2016 if you call that a release with their two characters or again. whatever shit <laughs> <laughs> again yeah i know and we will, we we're about to talk about that for sure again developed by capcom and the and uh dimps again uh it was built on the unreal engine 4 and it features crossplay between PS4 and PC. It's a PS4 exclusive, um, PS4 PC exclusive. It introduces the V trigger, the V skill, and the V reversal. Um, of course, everything V because Street Fighter V, the Roman numeral V. Um, uh, <clears throat> v trigger essentially you can pop it by hitting um, R1 and L1, <laughs> uh, and and uh, it's very specific for different characters. They just. Uh, They kind of just go into overdrive. It sort of builds off of Street Fighter Four. had the same thing. It had a meter for the hits you took and a meter for the hits you gave out, and then you could do special moves based on those meters. This, the V-Trigger builds as you get hit, and then you can pop it, and they'll do different um, special moves like Akuma's... V trigger well now they have two different V triggers because one is uh they just introduced a second for everybody but Akuma's first V trigger he essentially is able to do this um uh, uh he can throw two fireballs when he jumps in the air his fireball's stronger on the ground and he can do an uh 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 a uh, DP a dragon punch that uh he like slams you down on the ground and it's like super powerful But it's Um,
1: it's in a game that's all about knowing the exact timing of your moves and your opponent's moves. It it throws a gum and, you know, throws things in the works.
2: Yeah, totally. Uh, I already kind of mentioned the, the ex uh, and critical art thing from earlier, but you've got a meter that has three different sections. You can pop ex moves, which are essentially extensions of your normal of your uh, uh, normal special moves, um, or a critical art, which is that big cinematic crazy move or whatever. But
1: they drastically cut down the time on it. Yes, because, from four. Yeah, where yeah. four was like, "Hey, you want to watch a movie?" No, I'm a professional Street Fighter yeah. player. I play this game all day. Okay, we're doing a bunch of fucking yeah. short anime.
2: It's just <laughs> funny when it's like talking about an In- Injustice, the DC fighting game. Like when you watch competitive for that, yeah. they just unplug the controller and walk away <laughs> when like the scene starts. Because their <laughs> animations are so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's pure spectacle. Yeah,
2: that, that literally like there's – I guess it's just understood, oh, if you know it's going to happen, just – yeah. unplug and walk away and uh they just move on and so you don't have to watch the the uh cutscenes ever and ever again um so yeah uh there's also a v skill and v reversal v skills in for everybody for akuma it's this like kind of parry move that you can launch into a kick or a punch and v reversal is is essentially a, a parry it, it, or, or essentially like if you're blocking and you just hit like um oh fuck i'm gonna get this wrong Forward. It's different for everybody. You have to hit forward and a button and um it'll it'll essentially do a parody where you kind of you can just kinda punch out of the uh situation if you're already blocking. So what how many hours
1: you. have you dedicated to Street Fighter 5 at
2: this I'd point. have to look it up. I don't know if it would match PUBG or not. I've dedicated several hours. Uh PUBG though I recently looked and I am three hundred and fifty hours. That's a lot of PUBG. Of PUBG. Um I put a lot of hours in. I want to put more hours in. Uh, I um, So how do,
1: and so you enjoy the game? You enjoy the experience? It. You enjoy the climb? The
2: fighting's fucking great, right? And 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 they finally, you know, we haven't talked about this yet, but they released the game it, it, Ono said um he Ono admitted that they released the game in time for uh they were trying to release it in time for the Capcom Pro Tour um and and that's why they released it way too early the game they released is barely a game it got so much criticism for this uh they released it with a very small roster and really no modes there was no arcade mode no story mode so there's really little very little for people to kind of be able to play in terms of a solo situation there were challenges there was a training mode and then online, you know, casual ranked and battle lounges. But even the battle lounges, you couldn't get into a battle lounge with more than two people. Mm. So even that was awful. Like now you you can have a battle lounge of eight people. Um, by the way, check out Saturday Night Fights. I don't know if I'll be doing it, though, when this comes out. But um, I've been doing some Saturday Night Battle Lounges. So Which has how been does a lot it of fun
1: feel like how does it feel watching all these? Because the one thing I got while like trying to look up this stuff is. The old pros are, have a chip on their shoulder about this game. Yeah. And like, but you enjoyed a bunch.
2: Well, I think from what I've heard, um, and I hate to sound like I really don't know what I'm talking about. So that's the problem, too, with the FGC is I'm so intimidated by them. Um, they, and, and they do
1: that on purpose. Right.
2: And I have a lot of really kind, awesome folks that come into my chat. And when I'm Twitch streaming, which already feels ballsy to be Twitch streaming Final Fantasy yeah. or, or Street Fighter 5 ranked matches, you know, because it's just like I'm looking like an idiot. You know, I'm looking like an idiot, you know, and, yet, I could, it's, and I you're, can you're still move helping my cursor
1: a little to the left and watch Maximilian Dude right at level seven quad platinum yeah. god rank
2: oh totally and and um, but, but actually I've had strangers to come into my stream because they wanted to check out somebody with less viewers or whatever and they see my bronze or ultra or what am I at super bronze rank which is not good um, and they're like, "Are you? Oh, so you're new?" And and start helping me out with tips and stuff. I've actually gained some like followers that way, and been like, "Yeah, I'm here to accept your tips. I'm I want to hear what you have to say. Just don't be a dick." And people are awesome about it. And so there is a corner of the fighting game community that is incredibly cool. I'm I still haven't made it out there yet. I, I told myself I wouldn't go to next level until I get um, silver rank in Street I'm Fighter sorry, Five. What's next level? Next level Battle Lounge, which is in Brooklyn, and I really want to go. They they have a Friday night training night. The problem is, I'm usually doing my stream on Friday nights, but I really want to go on a Friday night. Do that
1: obnoxious like IRL Twitch stream where it's just you and your phone camp being like, oh, God. "Hey guys,
2: hey guys." The worst. I, I and and they do a Twitch stream, uh, Team Spooky, I believe, and that's Spooky with two zeros instead of O's. They stream on Wednesday nights, so actually, usually when I go home, I watch the Team Spooky stream um, because they they do a tournament every Wednesday night, and I've all I want to go. I want to apply. Uh, uh, all I have to, I think it's like thirty bucks for each game you want to enter for, and I can totally just walk in there any week and enter the tournament. And some of the best uh, players are there. Again, I don't want to get too far into the FGC because again, I think I will do like a an episode on Evo and Capcom Cup and all that stuff. So the
1: amount of like frustration and like kind of kind of the weird anger that I've been seeing at Street Fighter Five. Like, in your experience, it's still, like, a fun... Like, people are still doing it. People are still passionate about it.
2: Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, um, I... Th- oh, by the way, yeah, going back to why people... Besides the criticism for it barely being a game upon release and its pay model fucking sucks, They. it's, like, five bucks a character or you can pay 30 bucks for each season of release. So at this point... Because they
1: I've, want that League of Legends money where they can yep. just keep pumping out, like... Because League of Legends, you have to pay for new characters. Yeah. And they have... Like, the Pokemon, there's hundreds of... League of Legends is free, right? That's, like, for only a couple of characters.
2: I know, but at least it's... Like, you have to pay a full price for the fucking game, and then you have to pay for each season of character. Unless you got Arcade Edition, which came out, um, like, a month ago or whatever. Then you get the roster that I had to pay for. So I paid for that game. I, pu- I paid. I pumped over $100 in that fucking game to get the character. And I, I don't even want to get Season 3, because I'm just like... I don't know. I just don't even want to play as you know. I'm maining Akuma, but it sucks. I do want to fuck around with Blanca, who just got released, but especially in that fun mascot costume. So that's frustrating. And then the basic that I've gotten is just based on just a simple guess in Street Fighter Five, you can lo- lose an absurd amount of health, and I think that is some of the aggravation. Health that it's uh yeah HP like oh oh your bar games your- <laughs> games go
1: faster. Is that what you're
2: saying? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like um. It sounds like it, it's there. Maybe, maybe they they made it in a way that there's less, you know, strategy for a master mm. than there was in like Street Fighter Three: Third Strike. I hope I got that right. I'm. I apologize I if I didn't.
1: No, uh, I, the video I saw was someone like uh redoing Daigo versus Justin in Street Fighter 5 and like Uh the you don't need like nearly any like rhythm to do that same like crazy parry. Uh uh-huh
2: yeah I think it's just a little it's 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 just I don't know it's gotten criticism but I fucking love it man I think it's super fun I love the look of it the feel of it feels great Abigail is sexy abigail super sexy abigail man he's getting so much shit right now he's top tier right now and he's such a fucker and everybody hates him and everybody hates abigail players and it's like super fun. abigail's the dude he's the size of the screen he literally overshadows. He, he he's in front of the health bar because he's so tall like his head goes in front of the health bar he, he's massive and he's such a troll character like just his his the the shit he says and fights and stuff and now of course you have blanca which is also a troll character and his ludicrous skin that I hate that is like a big plushy toy essentially yeah, I think it's cute I, I I don't know why I can't stand it but I just like cannot stand it um, there's a lot of cool skins in that game too bad you have to pay for them and they're fucking stupid expensive so anyways there, there's definitely stuff to complain about it which is a shame because at its core it's a fucking badass fi- it fight it's a really fun fighter it's, it's a, a really good, good fighter uh, ono said, Street Fighter V is based on the concept of a total reset, and that applies not only to the mechanics and game design, which bring out the individuality and personality of each character, but the art design as well. Um, so, yeah. And also, designers really took a look at, because it it, it happens uh, in transition from 4 to 3, I believe, or is it happened before 4? I have it listed as before 4, but whatever. Um, they really looked at what that transition would be and try to create that. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, that's Street Fighter Five. Fuck, man. I think that's the episode. We didn't really go into Street Fighter the movie. I think that's going to be a bonus episode at this point. Um, I mean – Because I made notes on that fucking movie. And I think I'm actually going to watch it in the next couple of days. And then Can, can I talk just about watch
1: it. the For Me It Was Tuesday
2: speech and call yes, it a day? Great. absolutely. So, I think maybe we'll come back with that as a bonus Um But, yeah, I mean, that's where Street Fighter essentially lives today. Street Fighter V, it seems quite popular still. Um, You know, it's big. I think it got the most registrations in Evo. Yes, in 2016, Street Fighter V broke the Evo Championship. uh, Evolution uh, is what Evo is short for. Evolution Championship Series record for most entrants in a single game with over 5,000 registrations. Of course, that fell off in the years since, but uh, still a pretty fucking big deal. I mean... Fighting games are, uh, I feel like more popular than they ever have. We're we're in a fighting game renaissance right now, though. Yes. With Dragon Ball Fighters, um, Injustice Two, Tekken Seven is huge. Uh, uh, we're Those in- six guys
1: that still play melee all the time. <laughs>
2: yep, <laughs> the six guys who play melee. We'll definitely t- do a cover Smash <laughs> at some point, um, in in the history of this show, uh, course of this show. But yeah, I mean, we are we have hit a fucking really cool fighting game renaissance if you were at all interested this is a great time to get in uh come check out my channel i play from time to time and there's a lot of really cool helpful people and they're always looking for other people to befriend on street fighter um on uh, cfn capcom fighter network uh and get and get into that um and 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 I think you know if you can meet some people who are just down to go into a training room with you and show you some stuff and kind of cr- you know criticize your game in a positive way you can really get into it I love it when someone
1: shows me stuff and criticizes my game
2: <laughs> I know it's but but you know if if you put it right and you really let you know Yeah it, when you put it right <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, I'm saying when they communicate with you not in a dickish manner, mm. I think that it's super fun. You start to you you can feel yourself get better every single time you get into the game. It has an improvement ramp that I really haven't felt in any other kind of genre of game except for maybe Dark Souls, where I feel like every time I jump in, I get just a little bit better. And um uh, and there's so much to learn, and it's so fun, because you can, you, you just, you'll hit these, you'll kind of hit these plateaus, and then you'll, and then you'll all of a sudden just have, like, have this moment of clarity, and, and bump up into another kind of echelon of, uh, skill. And, uh, I, I just, it's endless. Also, I. It wasn't until Street Fighter V that I learned how to kind of go about playing a fighting game. Because there's I found there's a lot of kind of meditative joy in practicing a combo over and over and over again on uh, your free time. It, it, it I didn't realize how meditative and enjoyable that could be until recently with Street Fighter V. Just sitting, I'm just going to work this combo over and over again. And then the moment that just gets into your system and you're in an actual... Scenario like playing someone on ranked or something in an online match, and you fucking pull that combo off for the first time is revelatory. There's not, it feels incredible, absolutely incredible. So that's eh, kind of the draw for noise.
1: me. I'm gonna play Street Fighter Rainbow Edition and shoot 900 <laughs> dukins out of my tank,
2: or you can do that. I need to get Rainbow Edition, dude. All right, well, that's our coverage on Street Fighter. Um, we will be doing a giggle flicks on Street Fighter The Legend of Chun Li, I think, at some <laughs> point. And uh, we'll cover Street Fighter, uh, the movie, and Street Fighter the movie, the game, on a separate bonus episode, probably through our uh, Patreon. We got into that
1: uh, d- in our in this uh, in our nice. At fuck, we did an interquil. Yes, we Ugh. did an
2: interquil. We did exactly. So hopefully by this point you've heard that interview. I think that's going to release yeah, in between yeah, yeah. part one and part two. Um, can't believe uh, uh, we. N- yeah, you were f- too great busy. Fortune Trying to get married, <laughs> wedding. Oh my god, the wedding venue hunting. Which <laughs> I was, was ex- talking
1: to a Let's player. Thank like God, I was
2: successful. Yeah, that was. <laughs> dude, Wooly is the shit. Wooly has an amazing uh, video you should look up. That's good for new people. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it for Dragon Ball Fighters uh, recently, uh, where he kind of explains how a new person can get into a fighting game. Mm-hmm. You know, for the first time, and kind of shows you just how to approach a fighting game if you're new at the whole genre. Uh, in a beautiful, wonderful, eloquent, awesome fucking way. So anyways, Wooly's the best. And thank you again for, for doing that interview with us. I hope we can uh, return the favor someday. Um, all right. I think that's about it. That's all I got. Jake, you got anything? Uh, follow me on
1: Twitter, at best Jake Young. And check out the uh, Dorkly channel on YouTube, where we're doing all sorts of fun, crazy stuff. Uh, hopefully, by the time this posts, uh, the weird uh, Sonic video I made will have uh, posted.
2: Fantastic. You can follow me on twitch.tv forward slash Holdenatorsho. and um uh hey, rate us and review us on iTunes, you fun ones. No please though. It actually it helps us immensely. If
1: helps you enjoy immensely. the show, it's the it's it really truly would make
2: our days and if you really 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 want to help us immensely if you haven't already check out our patreon page patreon.com forward slash whizbrew uh we just did a giggle flicks on air uh the last airbender we do uh bonus episodes every single week for just five bucks a month helps support the show it literally fucking helps pay for me to live so uh I, I i honestly if you already are a patron thank you thank you so much all right, um, I'm gonna take us out the way we started because it's just too important, all right? Here it is one more time. The beast. The beast is Fire unleashed. Daigo actually angry. Oh, Daigo oh, actually angry. Uh, so here we go, we've got Ken down putting up. Putting, down? One nothing. putting some fireballs
1: out, Shun Lee oh you can see Justin's trying to get the right distance
2: so he knows yeah Just boom. boom Perry there it is and then comes back with his suit oh it's incredible fucking amazing a room full of people losing their minds Is that what it felt like when you finally
1: made it to Super Bronze?
2: <laughs> kind of. You had to be there, folks. Thanks, everybody, and take care.
0: Justin, and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only thirty dollars. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim. Sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
1: That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it.